From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for July 28th, 2010. I'm John Magi, and I'll be your host this week. I am joined by our Orlando team, Corey Martin, working the controls this week, Kathy Whirling, Julie Martin, Teresa Eccles, Kevin Close. We have uh, a couple of Eccles in the peanut gallery. A couple of Eccles. <laughs> well, I had to bring an extra to bring the quota back up. <laughs> we have to have more Eccles than everyone else in the room. Michael. On this week's show, we'll have our final installment of our Christmas in July series. Uh, we'll be answering some of your emails with specific questions about what's going on at Christmas time at the parks, as well as giving an overview of our of the Christmas activities in general at Walt Disney World. We also have uh, Miss Julie Martin's going to talk to us about her latest spot experience at the Grand Floridian Resort. All that plus roundtable rapid fire and much, much more. And Kevin adjusting his mic. Sorry, somebody sat in my seat last week with a little head in their short, apparently. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> Got a little head and she's short. That sums it up. All right, there you go. Uh, we're going to get started with some housekeeping. First of all, I want to let everyone know why Pete and Walter are not here this week. That's the intro for that. Was that, that, is, that was Pete's music. An angel got his wings. An angel got his wings. Um, if you haven't been listening, Pete and Walter are out in California doing the uh, Backstage Magic Tour with our next podcast group out there. Uh, having fun, I assume. They're actually, I believe, on their way to Disneyland today. Then they do, are probably right now they're doing um, Henson Studios, right? I think they did. did that yesterday. Yeah, did that yesterday. yesterday. They're in California. They're doing California stuff. <laughs> He's All been, I know is I took him to the airport really early. He's been posting some videos up on his Facebook page. Excellent. I'm sure they're having a great time. It was a lot of fun, so I'm sure they're having fun, too. Um, just a reminder, we have three more of these trips planned for 2011, if you want to join us. Okay, this is my rapid fire. Is this your rapid fire? This is it. <laughs> and I won't talk about it, but if you want to join us, we have plenty of space, and we're hoping to get a lot of people on those trips. Not talking about it. I'm not talking about it. <laughs> and I have a correction from last week's show. Uh-oh. We were talking about tickets, and apparently we got some ticket information wrong when we were advising Teresa. Yes, I got a lot of people correct, personally telling me that, too. If you want to upgrade your tickets, it doesn't matter how many days you've used. So you can use the tickets and then go and have them upgraded. So. We want to make sure we correct that in case people are wondering about that. We mentioned that you had to use your tickets first and then, uh, not use your tickets so you can get the full value of them. That's not true. You'll still get the full value of them even though if you use the tickets for your cool. upgrade. Um, there is an exception to that in that if you buy them through a third party, you want to make sure you do the upgrade first because it has to do with getting the full value of the ticket. If you oh, buy instead of a discount. One, right. You buy it through a ticket vendor and get a uh, discount. But I didn't do that, right? I, nope. I went, okay, cool. You're asking me if you did that? I don't know. <laughs> I bought them through Dan. Is that a third party? No, that's not a third party. <laughs> Anything you purchase and or do through Dreams Unlimited Travel is directly with Disney. Okay. So that's I'm it. just kidding. I knew that. Great. All right. Anybody else have any housekeeping? Oh, don't um, be worried. The Prizematron is still in the shop. <laughs> 
so to speak. It's recuperating. <laughs> yeah. Getting a lube and an oil change. Yeah. Um, we're holding on to your numbers and your names, and we will get around to awarding your prizes. So patience is a virtue, people. Still at the little hospital where Grace's laptop goes this week, too. The little laptop hospital. That's sad. Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I like sitting next to Kevin. <laughs> I also have a housekeeping on a more serious note. We would all like to send our thoughts and prayers to Brandy, who is Scarlet, and then some numbers on the board. Uh, we lost her husband this week, and we would just like to send our condolences and tell you we're thinking about you. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. Thank you, Kevin. All right, let's move on to news. I believe Miss Kathy's going to read us the news this week. Oh, yes. Stepping in for John. Disney's Hawaiian Resort. She's like Diane Sawyer and she's even blonde. (laughs) (laughs) Disney's Hawaiian Resort to accept reservations on August 2nd, 2010. Alani, a Disney Resort and Spa in Co... I always get these names. Co-Ilani on Oahu, Hawaii, will begin accepting reservations for hotel rooms and vacation packages August 2nd, 2010 through the Walt Disney Travel Company. Alani is scheduled to welcome its first guests on August 29, 2011. The beginning of hotel and travel package reservations for Alani is an exciting moment for us, says Randy Garfield, president of the Walt Disney Travel Company and executive vice president of worldwide sales and travel operations for Walt Disney Parks and Recreation Resorts. Getting all these names mixed up. Construction of the resort is progressing well on Oahu, and we believe travel agents are going to be impressed at the scope of the stories and the fun guests will be able to experience in Hawaii with a Disney difference. Introductory room rates start as low as $3.99 per night. Guests may choose from a variety of room options, including ocean or garden view. Disney is a company with a renowned legacy for storytelling, noted Garfield. We were attracted to Hawaii not only because it is a wonderful family destination, but because of the rich heritage that exists in Hawaii's history, beauty, and culture, and diversity. These stories told through Disney Magic will create an immersive family fun experience unlike any other on the islands. With age-specific programming planned for ages 3 to 10, tweens, teens, adults, and the entire family, there will be something for everyone. From pool parties with Disney characters to excursions into the rainforest and surf to learn how to prepare Hawaiian cuisine with local chefs, days and nights will be filled with the magic of Disney in the beautiful setting of Hawaii. The resort, built adjacent to a crystal blue lagoon and a white sand beach, features 359 hotel rooms and 481 two-bedroom equivalent Disney Vacation Club villas. Rooms are housed in two 15-story towers with commanding views of the ocean, mountains, and magnificent grounds. On-site are two restaurants, a wedding lawn, conference center, spa center, and extensive water activities, including a feature pool, tub, tub, tube floating water course, wading pool, body slides, sunset-facing hot tubs, quiet adult pool, snorkel lagoon, and conservation pool. Alani will also include a signature kids club, Auntie's Beach House, where kids can explore Hawaiian culture through fun and games, including interactive touch table games and arts and crafts. They can also enjoy the enchanted fireplace, make it rain in order to start movie time and have many other experiences created just for them. Alani is located on the western side of Oahu upon 21 acres of oceanfront property in the Ko 
Olani. I'm sorry. I'm not staying anywhere that I can't pronounce. (laughs) You did this to her. I did. This is like like tongue twisters. Resort and marina development. The resort is located 17 miles from Honolulu International Airport and features convenient access to a Ted Robinson-designed 18-hole championship golf course. There will be a restaurant in the hotel called Makihiki with... (laughs) You can tell I'm going to stick out when I get there because I'm going to mispronounce the names. With buffet character breakfast at night, the restaurant will have a different atmosphere. There will be a beachside full-service restaurant called Ami Ami. (laughs) (laughs) It's described as chic. And there's an 18,000-square-foot spa with a reflection pool in the center. Cool. Let me just say, Stella is up for reviewing that kids' club, John, if you need her to. Is she really? Yeah. That's right. She can go with Kevin and I when we travel. <laughs> that actually works for me. It sounds like, it sounds like they took like, win-win. Like their experiences from the cruise line and what they do in the resorts and sort of combined them. I mean, you know, this is, this is Disney spin and this is Disney's information they're getting out there. So obviously it's going to be exciting but it does sound nice mm-hmm. doesn't it it sounds it really does. really nice and i hope there'll, there'll be a little book that tells you how to pronounce all the names does the fireplace rain that's what it said that's what it said make it rain fireplace you know rain and fireplaces just go so well together it's like fire and water sounds cool so let us speculate do we believe that perhaps in the future we're going to see a repositioning cruise oh oh out of sure. la and yep. then you'll be able to stay at the Resort? I think that was the plan all I'd along. rather go on a boat. There's a problem really? there. And fly. I know. It's like 1,800 days to get there, blah, blah, blah. Well, that wasn't what I was going to say. That's <laughs> what you bring up every time it takes so long to get there. Well, it's hard to do it out of L.A. because it has to visit a foreign port. You have to visit a foreign port. So it would have to go from L. Go down to Mexico. Okay. And don't they have to stop at an island or something to refuel anyway? I, I no just man's know that land they, island. That's why they're not <laughs> really popular because they have to. They're they are very long cruises, and they have to stop at a foreign port. And uh, it's my understanding that it's either Ensenada, Mexico, or a little island off the coast of Hawaii called Fanning Island, which belongs to a different country. Hmm. So Dakota other, Fanning. Yes, Dakota <laughs> Fanning on it. Uh, the country of Dakota Fanning. Is there a little island? I Nancy just, Johnson put up a blog with the property map of the resort and also a video we have on YouTube where Joe Rohde talks about the, the concepts and all that good stuff. Check it out. It's neat. I think it sounds really cool. Hmm. I would love to go. I know you're not really Hawaii. Has Disney ever done an Adventures by Disney there? No. When they, no? Yes. yes. When it first, when Adventures by Disney first started. <laughs> Max, cut that out or I look stupid. <laughs> Leave all that in. Yeah, leave that in. It's yes. so unedited. I like that. But yes, they did. They did when they first started, and they um, didn't do it after that. I imagine they will again. Especially now, they have a home resort to go to. I want to go. I'm going to take up surfing and go check it out. It just sounds like so much fun. It sounds like paradise. We could all go recreate the Brady Bunch. Do you remember? When oh they my went? gosh! <laughs> Did they have that little idol? Yeah, you got hit in the they're actually much more modern family <laughs> who also went <laughs> to Hawaii. Little blended family. Oh, that's so. No, the show Modern Family. Oh, okay. I know. I'm just saying. I'd rather do the Brady Bunch. Wouldn't you, Kathy? Oh, sure would. Just, just a little bit. Some price in the just a, a little tr- a little trim, and you've got a shag going. I know. 
<laughs> Are we going to go through who's who in the Brady Bunch? Well, there's Greg over there. We know that. I call Marsha. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know. I see Mars Jan, actually. Okay, whatever. Well, then Mars I need Jan. to be Mrs. Henderson because supposedly Greg and Mrs. Well, what's her name? Florence Henderson, yeah. Supposedly they got together. They did. Yeah. <laughs> oh. If you talk to him, I don't know about she. I want to be Alice's boyfriend, Sam. <laughs> Sam the Butcher. <laughs> I was going to be Alice. There you go. Sam the Butcher. That is funny. I guess Pete could be Robert Reed because... Stop. <laughs> uh, so guys our next news story. Okay. 2011 Adventures by Disney trips announced. Last week, Adventures by Disney released their 2011 itineraries. Many favorites have returned, including the Disneyland Backstage Magic and Italy Vacations, but it's the new itineraries that seem to have grabbed people's attention. Most notably, two adventures to Egypt have sparked a great deal of interest on the Diz boards. A 10-day, nine-night vacation starts in the heart of cabled Cairo. Fabled. Fabled. I'm getting my... Okay. She's I'm thinking, they have cable. You know what? Because I was thinking of Cairo because I've been there. I guess I was too excited. Passes the pyramids on Camelback and cruises down the Nile River to majestic Luxor. Guests will marvel at the Sphinx and in the Valley of the Kings delve into the secrets of Tutankhamun's tomb as they explore the fascinating world of the pharaohs. They will then spend two days in... Here we go again. Sharm El... Shake and snorkel among the vibrant reefs of the Red Sea at Raz Muhammad National Park. John so sets you up. <laughs> yep. A seven a similar seven night itinerary is also available. Prices range from four thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars to six thousand two hundred and eighty nine dollars per adult and four thousand four hundred and ninety nine dollars to five thousand six hundred and seventy nine dollars for children based on double occupancy on the nine night adventure. Seven-night adventure prices range from $3,999 to $5,249 for adults and $3,599 to $4,739 for children, again, based on double occupancy. So 20000 bucks for a family of four. Yeah. It's, and that's not your airfare, and that's not, you know... If you want to stay mm. day early, or that's not. I went to Egypt and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. Yeah, like no there is a lot of discussion about Egypt. It's proving to be very popular, but several people have posted on the boards that a trip to Egypt is not without its pitfalls. Uh, they've all described it as being almost um, unpleasant that they were harassed and. Uh, bothered to purchase things most uh, a lot of times by young children mm-hmm. and when the, you finally did acquiesce and give up your money that that meant that everyone was allowed to hassle you uh, the women have described being touched and handled and fondled and feeling uncomfortable I've read that the facilities are not up to par and all I can say is, these are the personal experiences. I would imagine that Disney would, Adventures by Disney would do everything in their power to make this the most enjoyable trip possible. But I've also been told that if you're planning on visiting Egypt, that you have to do some research because there are, when visiting the Middle East, there are certain things that you shouldn't do. Visit one country before another that if your passport is stamped with a different country before you enter the next country, that that can cause you problems. It, it's 
It's something that I think if you're going to do it, I think you should do it through Adventures by Disney. Now tell everybody what we have to tell people who want to book this adventure, what Adventures by Disney is telling us we have to tell people. I have to tell everyone who books the trip that each and every tour group will be accompanied by an armed security guard 24 hours a day. Yeah, and I'm going to just not go to the Middle East. <laughs> I'm just not. i got to be honest. I, this sounds so exciting and so much fun. I don't know if I would go if I was a woman. To be honest with you, I think I'm probably going to get some mail about that, but I think it's harder for a woman to go than it is for a man to go. I also think based you on will, the culture and it the, is. I think you're right. You also have to take into account that Tutankhamun's tomb is probably not air conditioned. <laughs> well, neither were the halls of the Vatican where we almost passed out. Oh, they I mean, were, and they're there like are, mummy curses all over Egypt you know, too. If you things, pick up something, you, things I'm willing. I to love put up reading with. about it and looking at the photos, and it is nice to think, oh, we could go there, but. I mean, that's like fantasy world. But Disney might be the, the safest way to go if you want to go. Though. If I was going to do that, uh, yeah, I'd do it that way because my sisters and I want to go back to Africa to see where we used to live. But there's so much. There's you know, a lot of upheaval and, and civil yeah, discourse. That having yeah. a, a guard, because even when we went through Cairo many, 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 many years ago, we got off the plane, but they didn't want to let us get back on the plane. So if you're going to do a trip, the best way to do it is to be escorted and, and have a guard that you don't have problems. Yeah, definitely with. to be escorted. But, I mean, you don't think going with, like, a Disney tour group, you know, your guide holding a big Mickey Mouse sign in front of you. And then the uh, guy next to you Do you think that the, puts a bigger target know, on you? I mean, if they really hate America. I don't want, first of all, I don't want anybody to think that this armed security guard is a Disney trip only. This is not something in Adventures by Disney is imposing. This is any guided tour group going into Egypt has to have an armed security guard. Again, this is everyone, not just Adventures by Disney. I don't think it's somewhere that I would bring my children if I had to have an armed guard. I mean, obviously not at this age, but even when they were older. Mm-hmm. We took um, the, the Tulum Ruins tour when we went on a Disney cruise. We went in, uh, I believe we went to Cozumel and then took a, a catamaran or mm-hmm. a high-speed boat to the mainland. I think I, I get these confused. It was either Costa Maya or Playa del Carmen, wherever we landed. Playa del Carmen. I've been there. It is, From uh, Cozumel, yeah. Okay. It it's is. Playa del Carmen. I get those confused in my head. But when we got off the boat, the entire uh, concrete dock going into Playa del Carmen had armed security guards all oh, along the I mean, dock. Now, when was that? We're talking about rifles. You know, we're mm-hmm. talking about military men and rifles. When was like that? Five or six years ago. Okay. I mean, it's been, went twenty well, years ago, and there was actually nothing. that's not true. It's only been a couple of years because we did a review on the. Oh, I yeah. did, wrote the review for the Diz, and I've only I been with the Diz since two thousand four. So it okay. has to be within the last five or six years. That's Would, sad. Wouldn't you rather have someone there with a gun to keep you safe? Oh, yeah, absolutely, for sure, no, absolutely. But I was just wondering if you know you're with a Disney group. Be, I'm not saying all Middle, Middle Easterns hate Americans. I didn't mean to say that, but you know there are. Some people. radicals out there. You're going to stand have, out is right. what you're saying. Exactly. You're stand out. We have to discuss this. People are spending a lot of yeah. money to do this, and I think it's a, a, a valid discussion that if the tour group is telling you we're sending an armed security guard with you, I, I think that raises a question mm-hmm. of am I going to feel comfortable with that? Right. I mean, when I'm – the other thing I was told is that you should do everything in your power to not stand out. I thought, well, I'm six foot five. I kind of stand out wherever I go. Just don't wear like the Mickey wear Mouse muted hat colors and, and like, and don't speak loudly. 
well, you know, again, so you talk about we're not going to stand out, but we're to Corey's point, you're going to be following that tour guide with that white paddle that says Adventures by Disney, mm-hmm. and we're all going to be traveling together as a group. Happy little people. Does Disney now just take you to places that they know will be safe? And they've done that before. Yeah. I mean, they'll bring you to areas where they've talked to the vendors and they've talked to the people and you know you're going to be safe there. And does that sanitize the experience? Is that not a true experience? I don't know. We stopped with that. We went on Adventures by Disney and when we went to Italy... They took us to a couple of different stops where the restroom facilities were sketchy at best. Yeah, but so if you're going to Egypt where other people are saying, listen, this is something you're going to find in a majority of places, I'm not entirely sure there's going to be a Motel 6 along the way where Disney can stop and you all can take a nice shower and a clean <laughs> bathroom. However, they did know when we were in Italy, here's a place where there were pay, pay toilets. That were right. All I'm saying is that these things exist, mm-hmm. and I don't know how they could get a, around them. If that, The one person who posted disguise, um, discussed the fact that at one of the major attractions, there were portable facilities, and that they were absolutely horrible, but all of the tour buses had to stop there. And I think to myself, well, I don't know how they're going to get around that. I think it's just one of those things that if you're going to do it, you have to say to yourself, if I want to see this... These are right. the costs involved. All right, so knowing what we know about this adventure that we talked about around the room, who would go? I would. I'd go. I'd I would go. go with some buddies, not with Julie. I'll go to Europe with the kids. <laughs> really, we'll drop you off in <laughs> and Europe. Your mom. <laughs> I'm going with Julie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with Corey then. <laughs> I'd yeah. go because, okay, it's a place I'm probably never going to get to go otherwise if I didn't go with a group because I'm not going to venture off on my own. It's the history, the you know, just I don't a, know. Egypt is is not really high up on my list, but I would never want to stop him from going to do what he wanted to do. I, also I don't think, think I would feel comfortable, and I don't want that would hinder me. You know, when I read the descriptions of some of these things, I think to myself, I've read the description of going to Costa Rica, and I have no fear of going to Costa Rica. But they go ziplining through the canopy and go on overnight treks through the rainforest, and they sleep outside. And I think to myself, I don't want to do any of that. Yeah, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. I would like to be left alone on the Champs-Élysées or, you know, in the Eiffel Tower or in the Louvre or something like that. But I think the things that I've read about going to, uh, you just mentioned them, you can camel ride and snorkel. And the other thing I read about going back a second, you talked about taking a boat ride or a, a, uh, what was the wording, a yacht ride or a cruise down the Nile. Mm -hmm. And somebody said, I think you're going to be absolutely floored by what you see. The sides of the Nile are very developed, so you are cruising through, while you are on the Nile, you're cruising through... Slums. No, uh, like a concrete office park. (laughs) They expected, you know, grassy shores leading up to sandy dunes. It's not biblical times, which are, I'm sure parts of the Nile are like that. Right, but but it's more rural. But not in Cairo. So I think I would have the idea that, you know, I've seen the the show Rome where they all went to Egypt and I think that's what I would be expecting. But I don't want to ride a camel and stuff like that. So oh, I think riding to, a camel's fun. But if it's something you really yeah. truly want to <laughs> Me do neither, Kevin. <laughs> you know, if it's always been on your bucket list yeah. that's yeah. the way to do it. Yeah. That's why there are trips for everyone. Yeah. yeah Julie and I not will high on my list, but it's on my list. Julie and I will see you later. Yes. <laughs> I can go through the Adventures by Disney itineraries and pick a few other ones. There are plenty of other places in Europe that I need and want to see. We're going to be having <laughs> coffee in France. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it'll be interesting to see how well these sell. 
What else you got, Kathy? That you can't pronounce what John gave you. Um, oh, the next one's great. I love this story. I think I think this one's safe. <laughs> Man stabbed with a pen at Comic Con event. Is that in San Diego? Yes, I'm getting there. Oh, on, on Saturday, July 24th, 2010, two men in their 20s waiting for the start of a Universal Studios panel in the jam-packed San Diego Convention Center's Hall H had argued over seating. The argument escalated until one man allegedly stabbed the other in the face near the eye with a pen, police said. Audience members at the event detained the alleged attacker, Police Sergeant Gary, well, here we go, Mondeser, (laughs) said the young man wearing a Harry Potter shirt splattered with blood was booed and jeered by Comic-Con attendees shouting profanities as police led him away in handcuffs. He could face possible charges of assault with a deadly weapon, police said. The victim was transported... The deadly bick. Yes. <laughs> the victim was... I it was fine point. Yeah. It makes you wonder, what was the pen like? Okay, let's take a vote. Who thinks he lives in his parents' basement? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who thinks he's had a date? <laughs> so sad. So is the guy Okay. The victim was transported at 5.03 p.m. to Sharp Med- Memorial Hospital. <laughs> That's even was a Sharpie. <laughs> Seen by Dr. Hurton. <laughs> Fire officials said police described the injury as a minor cut on or near the eyelid. Okay. Neither man was identified by police. Uh, it's a minor cut. They just said the way they described it on the mm-hmm. news, he was stabbed in the face. But it's minor. I mean, but if he had stabbed him right in the eye, I'm not he suggesting, could be blind. I'm not suggesting uh, oh, yeah. you should go out stabbing people with pens. Mm-hmm. However, when they described it on the news last night, I assumed you know yeah. it was from the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Yeah, you know, it was like hurricane music, right? A clip from Psycho <laughs> or something. Wow. Well, after the melee, an, uh, an announcement came over the loudspeakers ordering attendees to remain in their seats. The annual pop culture conference, which it was started. A geek lockdown. <laughs> that I was thinking, which started in San Diego in 1970, is usually peaceful. Officer David Stafford said he couldn't recall any reports of violence at the event for several years. The fight had started between panels for Resident Evil and after Afterlife and the two upcoming films from Universal Studios, Paul and Cowboys and Aliens. The Universal panel was delayed for about 45 minutes due to the incident. Attendees lined up for a mission to Hall H, which, which seats 6,500. You have 6,500 hours and even days. Oh, okay. Which seats 6,500 people, hours and even days ahead of time. Comic Con is the nation's largest comic book and pop culture gathering and is San Diego's largest convention. Hmm. More than 125,000 people attended this year's event, which sold out in March. Wow. wow. He was follow- a crazed Harry Potter fan. I follow Chris Daughtry on Twitter, and last year he posted a video when he went. He's a big comic book fan, and he went dressed up like Batman, so nobody could recognize oh him. Oh, my God. If you go so next cool. year, you should bring your lightsaber. Yeah, that's... Mm. I like how the crowd all helped him out. No, you should bring up one of those hairspray shields they use in beauty salons. (laughs) Just walk around like that. My shield against your bick. I think one of the funniest things that every news story contains is that he was wearing a Harry Potter shirt. (laughs) Why do they feel the need to say that? We would have known it anyway. You didn't have to tell us. Can you just picture 125,000 people dressed as the Green Hornet all going after this guy? (laughs) All the superheroes. 
But I'm sure San Diego loves it if this is their biggest convention. It's huge. I mean, mean, we make fun of it, but it is a phenomenon. People wait for it all year. I thought we had one of these back in Pittsburgh at one time, but... Because every area of the country's got their own little. Yeah, because I didn't know if it was connected to this or they just do this in San Diego. Anybody know? At the Las Vegas Hilton, it's the Trekkies. Yeah, we were there for that. Yeah. <laughs> I make mean, I mean, you it. Get stuck in an elevator. John made me go to it with a man dressed like a frog. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, what, what floor do you want? <laughs> Rivet. <laughs> Wait, the Star Trek guy was dressed as a frog. I don't know what ca- like kind of character he was, but he was a grown man dressed like a frog, like a weird, <laughs> freaky looking frog. We got on, and ele- I got on the elevator with a person with a spike through their cheek. Mm. It went through the middle of their mouth, and it stuck out both sides, like a bit. That was probably a regular, mm. normal day for him, though, right? And I, but how do you eat spaghetti? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm glad you focused on the important part. <laughs> really you eat spaghetti. And how do you lay on your side? I just, it, I had questions. <laughs> All right. Oh, Thank Lord. you for the news, Kathy. I appreciate you reading it. Really? Uh, um, note to self. Well, John asked you to read the news. Don't <laughs> yeah, do or don't let him write it. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, Rapid Fire. Who'd like to go first? I will. I'm ready. Got one. You're all. You're going to scratch your head on this one, Kevin. Disney Channel XD um, next Monday night, August seventh, second. Phineas and Ferb: Summer Belongs to You is premiering. It's the all new episode. It's all Woo-hoo! new episode. Worldwide Adventures and it's the what episode? Race Against Time. It's a new episode. All Summer new. Belongs to You. Fin- you knew Phineas and Ferb. Is that is? on next Thursday? No, it's on next Monday. I'm sorry. Next Thursday, Project Runway starts. Mm. Okay, well, okay. y'all don't, you don't know who Phineas and Ferb is? I know. No. I do. I do. I hear it in the background. Mommy Sarah Tops talks about it all the time. Her children. Julie, sing the song. I love for it. Them. Sing the song, Julie. Go ahead. There's 104 days of summer vacation. <laughs> school comes along just to end it. <laughs> there was head bobbing involved. There was. I could sing the whole thing, but. Do you have a lighter? And get this. I don't know if it's that episode or one coming up after that, but um, Shaka Khan and Clay Aiken's going to be on there singing an original song together. Oh, really? Is that not cool? That's cool. It's going to be the gayest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> they <laughs> anyway, are the coolest two little kids. They I are. love them. Are, is it a live her. action? Is it a cartoon? No, it's a cartoon. It's two. They're um, stepbrothers, correct? No. Yeah, because the, the tall Ferb is English. And, but the and father's English, and the mother's not. I don't... I just thought they were all brother and sister. I have no idea. And then there's Candace. There's Candace, their sister. Mom. See, it's what it is. It's the whole show is summer. It's summer vacation, okay? And they always make these really funky things in the backyard. And the mom and dad are never there when it happens. And like, the sister's constantly telling on the them. The Disney Channel is always on in our house, especially with Julie's sister. And Professor here. Doofensmertz. I mean, come on. Doofensmertz, Evil Incorporated. <laughs> and then there's a platypus on there. You can't. Oh, it's on, the best Kevin. show ever. There's Expand. no music in my rapid fire. <laughs> Expand your mind. Come on. I did it. Project Runway's on next Thursday night. Okay, I'm done. Even better, we're watching Drag You. Drag You? RuPaul's new show. Oh, I oh, love was that it new? show. Have you been watching it? Yeah. Oh. RuPaul takes three women and hands them over to drag queens who make them over. Yeah. Oh. Does it, this replace his other show? Yeah. Well, his the, other show is his summer show now. Oh, okay. This is his summer replacement. And it's one of those things that... I can only describe it as fascinating. Okay. <laughs> I love RuPaul, though. All right. Well, that was one long rapid fire. Who's next? 
I'll go next because you already did mine. The Diz is having three backstage magic trips next year, uh, February 20th through the 25th, April 17th through the 22nd, and July 31st through the 5th. This We did this because these are uh, school-friendly. The, uh, the February trip coincides with President's Week. The April trip coincides with Easter. And the summer trip coincides with summer. So we don't want to hear any complaining that teachers can't go on this trip or that people who work in the school system can't go on this trip. We put, picked three trips where schools are pretty much out of session so you can go on this trip. Uh, also, I've heard comments that, well, I can't, who would want to go at that time because it's so busy? The way Adventures by Disney works, you are either backdoored into the attraction, there is reserved spe- seating for special events, and when you have free times to enter the parks, you are handed a handful of fast passes. So it's any kind of crowds really won't affect you. And the other places you go are ABD exclusives. You get to go back uh, backstage and go to Imagineering and all of the other places you go. So it's one of those things that I wouldn't worry about crowd levels in Disneyland at the time. All of your dining reservations, all of your um, meals pretty much are taken care of. There's a couple of them on your own, and we can help you or tell you how to make reservations for those special evenings. If you're interested, you can visit our webpage, dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, and fill out a request for pricing. Or you can write to me if you have questions, kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. I'll be happy to help you book your trip. Excellent. Thank you, Kevin. Corey. I know everybody's excited about Epcot Food and Wine Festival coming up. We have the, the festival guide and map in PDF format on our site, so you can download it and check it out and plan before you get there. We also have all the upcoming events and dining experiences and all that good stuff, so check it out. I can't wait. When's that start? October 1st through November 14th. Good. I'll be there. Thank you, Corey. Kathy. I thought Kevin was going to pick this one. The Meatball Bar premieres <laughs> at Walt Disney World. Uh, this has really kind of been a discussion point. It's a little bit of a misnomer. So I kind of steered away from it. But you go ahead with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's located in Portobello. The uh, newest dining option in Walt Disney World offers four different varieties of this former pasta topping. The meatball sliders are served on a roll with marinara sauce and grated cheese. Portobello has also partnered with Orlando Brewing to offer pairings with seven different microbrews. These appetizers cost approximately $2. Choosing salmon increases the price to $3. And pairing a microbrew with your dish will add $5.95. The bar itself can accommodate nearly 30 guests who can also choose to order from the full menu. The reason this is a misnomer is they're making it sound like it's a new venue, and it's not. They've put up a sign in the restaurant. You can order these at the table. You can sit at the bar and order them. However, you could always do that. So this isn't isn't a new – that's why I said it was a little bit of a misnomer. But the items are new. The items are new. The venue is not new. The seating is not new. There is a new sign, and there is a new item on the menu. So it doesn't make any difference that it only certs – Seats, 30 people. No, because the rest because of the restaurant you can do it is... Anyway. Right. It, it's not something you have to sit at... It, it's not something they open specifically. They've added a menu selection and put up a sign over the bar, meatball bar. No meat should be put into a ball. 
Meatballs or made into a bar. Or build meatloaf. a bar around it. Meatball bar. I do not like meatballs. Really? No. If you get a good meatball, they're I do good. not want meat in a ball or a loaf. <laughs> oh. How about on a stick? I'll, I'll eat meat on a mm, train. Not really. On a plane. <laughs> <laughs> in a car, in a bar. <laughs> Anywhere. Near or far. We get it. <laughs> Julie? Um, mine is specifically about Epcot because Taylor and I were there this morning. Two weeks ago, almost, we were in Epcot in Italy. Um, she loves the Murano glass rings. Well, they didn't have any. I mean, not one to be found. Um, so she was quite disappointed. We asked about them, of course, and they told us they were all out of them. So today, that was like one of her main goals. We had to get a ring. So we walk back to Italy, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, they're still not going to be here. So I'm, like, crossing my fingers, like, praying. You know, we walk in the door, and, oh, there's the little bowl of rings. So (laughs) for those of you who are also interested in those and had not been able to get them, they are back. It's just a little fashion. A little trick. Yeah, they're cute. They're cute. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen them. I think they're that popular that they sell out of them pretty quickly. Hmm. Um, Because the lady today, when I said, "Oh gosh, they're back," she goes, "Yeah, we just got them back last week." How much are they? Um, nineteen ninety-five. So you know, and they're all different colors and shapes Hmm. and sizes. It's a small thing to take home. That's what I like about it. You said they gave you an annual pass discount. Oh yeah, I also wanted to mention that they gave me an annual pass holder discount, and I don't know if that's always been available or not, or if they just liked us. Stop asking about the rings. Here's ten percent off. <laughs> this is one of those shut up, get out of my store discounts. <laughs> I get those every once in a while. Yeah, get those. Thank you, Julie. You enter any? Phineas and Ferb. Oh, okay. Gosh, was it so memorable? For I you? forgot where we started. Uh, mine is that um, the site monorails.org uh, has put up some news about. Uh, What's going on over there? <laughs> he almost knocked over his hydro flask. Teresa and I are dancing. <laughs> Monorails.org is, has put up some news that there's a new spur line going to be added to the Walt Disney World monorail system near the Ticket and Transportation Center. It's just going to be a short track, and the thought is that it's for temporarily staging extra monorails for when they have busier times and things like that. But people on the boards are saying this might be the beginning of an expansion for the monorail system. I hope so. I hope so too. I think it's I think the monorails should go to everything yeah, park. Oh, that would be cool. Kingdom. That would be excellent. You should come to my house and pick me up. That would be cool. <laughs> I mean, think of the gas it's going to save. Think of the pollution it would stop. I mean, the I congestion. Think, the congestion. I think it'd be great. But you know, they say it's very expensive to put in. So I don't know if they'd be putting it to every resort. Didn't we read at one point it was a million dollars? For a certain amount of time, yeah. track. It a million was like, miles a mile or something yeah. like that. I don't remember exactly. I wonder if it'd be financially smart to do that, though, with the money they would lose with parking. I I just think that having the buses and stuff is a little more flexible. It's not as fancy. But, um, you know, when there's a crowd, they can dispatch more buses. It's a little hard to dispatch yeah. some more. I don't know if they'd lose money on parking because if they go... Yeah, if, if you park at the Magic Ticket Kingdom to, and take it to Animal right, Kingdom, to you just resort, park. Right. But also, I think it's also a bigger perk for staying on property. It comes mm. right to your hotel. We shall see. All right, that'll do it for Rapid Fire. All right, let's move on. We're going to talk to Miss Julie. Julie had a chance to go to the spa at the Grand Floridian Resort, and she's going to tell us about her experience. Now, this isn't her full-blown spa uh, review, we kind of leave those up to Pete, but you're just going to give us sort of an overview of your experience there. Well, it was my first time to have 
um, like a full spa experience. Like I've had a facial before, I've had a massage before, like individually. So Corey had booked us the whole day um, last Wednesday. You and Taylor? Yes. Oh, I should say my sister Taylor, <laughs> who's 13. So um, she was able to do everything with the exception um, of the sugar scrub. I had to be in the room with her because she is underage, which I'm not really sure, you know, like why just for that one, you know? Was it more evasive or something? It really <laughs> well, Evasive or invasive? <laughs> I mean, I can kind of understand because they come back in the room while you're showering, which is totally enclosed, and they can't see you while you're showering the sugar off. So maybe that's why, because they change the, sh- the sugar sheets and stuff. But um, Sugar sheets. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to watch her sugar scrub and see what was going to happen to me. <laughs> you oh, they didn't do it at the same time? Oh, no. Watched her wins. It's an ind- individual room. One, only one person can go in there. So uh, the day started at 9. Um, of course, they bring you in. They kind of show you around where everything is, the locker room. You choose a locker and you change into your robe. Um, there's a whirlpool, a sauna, all those kind of things for you to use in between your, what they call them? Treatments. Uh, treatments, yeah. <laughs> and Procedures. Then we, <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> In between your treatments. And then we also had lunch ups at a certain point. So started off with her sugar scrub since I had to be in there. Um, she really enjoyed it. That was her favorite thing out of the whole day. Um, so you're on a table. They scrub your whole body with the sugar. It's a sugar oil mix. Just like um, you would use at home. That kind right, of exactly. Okay. Arms, like legs. Yeah. It's mostly they're Which doing like. like arms, legs, your cleavage area, you know, um, your back. And then she did my when she was my turn. I let her do my stomach. They just give you a towel to cover your boobies, <laughs> the boobal area. Okay. <laughs> um, and then once they do that, they step out of the room. You shower off your sugar, and then you lay back down. And then she puts these warm oils like all over where she's had the sugar, and then wraps you in hot towels. And then they put this like, I looks like a burrito. It looks like a tin foil blanket that they close you in, and I swear I could sleep like that. Somebody oil me up and wrap me. <laughs> it was so nice. Foil. Are you taking notes? <laughs> really, <Noted>. Corey? <laughs> Wrap her in foil. And then before they like bed. give you a little head massage, a little mini face massage. So you're getting a, a little mini massage while you're getting this done. It sounds great. I mean, it, oh, uh, the sugar scrub was my favorite part, and that was the last thing that I got done. So I was really happy it's with hundred bucks an hour of my whole experience so we did our sugar scrub and then um the next thing they did was our facial which was an 80 minute facial and i kind of was worried for her because she's never had it done and it's 80 minutes but i'm laying there um they start off with like um are you side by side or you no no that was separate that was um that and the sugar scrub were separate everything else was done together so, like, but they called us at the same time, so everything ended and began at the same time, which was really nice. But they start off by, like, cleansing your face, and they do, like, several different masks, and she's constantly rubbing. And then once she gets us to a certain point, she inspects you with the ju- giant Oh, Lord, I mirror. <laughs> I've seen that. I'm like, okay. Well, poor Taylor. I mean, she's younger than, than I am, and I must not have very many blackheads because they did not use that little tool on me. But they used it on her. Oh, they pulled it up. Oh. Yeah, where they remove all the blackheads and stuff. She goes, that kind of hurt. I said, I should have warned you. <laughs> I'm sorry. That but little tool. I, I enjoyed it. I loved it. The 80 minutes were over with before I knew it. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't feel like that long. Um, to her, it did. 
I'm sure. So probably, you know, for her at, at any other time, I would, you know, definitely do like not as long. Um, but my skin was dehydrated, she told me. So apparently I'm not moisturizing enough or she not also suggested enough. that I use more natural products. Not necessarily theirs. Um, you know, she said go to Whole Foods, use um, things that don't have a lot of extra added like chemicals and whatever else. So they didn't do the hard sell? No. Wow. Really didn't. I mean, she did provide a list at the end of the day. They put a little card with her name on it out in the lobby with what they used and what they suggest you use. And, of course, like we took a look at that. And I bought my um, exfoliator because it was for hydrating. And the tube, they tell you how much to use, and it can last you five months. So the price was definitely worth it for that. But um, So after our facial, they sent us back into our little room, and they gave you water after every treatment. They were really about hydrating yourself, making you drink a lot of water. So I constantly had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> For your urine sample. Yeah. <laughs> um, so massages were next. And um, it was really intense for me. I was sore the next day. And I think I had, like, a real Swedish woman. Oh, really? I don't know. She just, <laughs> I mean, like, she had, like, man hands, you know, like on Seinfeld. <laughs> And I could feel them, and she was just, like, so hard. I mean, it felt great. Oh, that would drive me insane. I but at the same time, like, um, sometimes I was like, oh. You're killing me. You're killing yeah. me. <laughs> I'd rather I'm just kind of, like, tickle my back, you know? <laughs> I don't need the hard massage. Bring out the aluminum foil, please. <laughs> <laughs> no wooden spoon. But we got to do it in the couple's massage room. Oh, that's cool. So that was cool. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. So you're talking back and forth during this? Well, I think we both almost went to sleep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, my girl was pretty, you know, pretty loud, and I could hear her. And Taylor said her girl was talked really low, and she never knew what she was asking her. Because you're face down in that, you know, the little face mask thing. <laughs> it's kind of like, what you say? <laughs> you know? Speak Gosh. up, please. But that, it was fun. I enjoyed that we got to be together. And then um, we had lunch. And it was a good lunch, but the only weird thing is you have lunch in the lobby. Like when you enter the spa, they have like all the products and the counter, and then behind there, there are three tables. And there is like a weird wall partition thing right behind the reception desk. So they set up lunch. I mean, you're in a robe, for God's sake. And people are coming in and out of there. That is weird. It is weird. And they Robe, they no makeup, shut, no nothing. They shut like these little blinds that they have. But there was a man... Like in a chair, taking a nap right next to us. First of all, I don't think that should be allowed. He wasn't in a spa robe. He was just sitting there napping. Was he sure. a cast member? <laughs> no, he was a guest. He's like riding his bike around Disney. And just then his, phone, his <laughs> phone goes off. And I just kind of thought, this is weird. They need a private lunch area. That is really That's the weird. only thing that I found to be a little... Yeah, that kind of takes away from the whole relax uh-huh. experiment. Really? Yeah. Dude sitting there with his cell phone snoring. Yeah. But lunch was good. I had a turkey bacon sandwich thing. She you get had, a choose? Yeah. She had Caesar salad, fruit. I ordered key lime pie for us. And um, they gave us two huge bottles of Evian, which I think we drank half of one of them. So I hate that that went to waste because I'm sure they don't reuse it. And then she uh, waited for me while I got my sugar scrub. So she went ahead and showered and got herself all ready for manicure pedicure you know because you're oily and greasy and your hair is disgusting while you sit in the lobby and eat lunch yes wow (laughs) i mean and if you're like me you're wearing only your underwear under that robe (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, you know, so. <laughs> that would be kind of awkward, though. <laughs> yeah. I was constantly, like, making sure I'm closed. They give you little slippies to put on your feet? or what? Oh, yeah. There were plastic like pedicure? flip-flops. Like the little thing, not like the ones they give you when you get them. Just pedicure. one big strap over your foot. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Black plastic. Pretty. Yeah, real pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but the products in the shower are all the spa products. They smell like grapefruit. They smell pretty good. So she showered. I had my scrub, and I wish I did not have to leave that room. And Monica was fabulous. I think she was my favorite of all of my treatment facilitators. What do you call those people? Ooh, that's really good. <laughs> that is good. She was the most friendly. Like, we had a nice chat. <laughs> she was. She just really was. Um, and so once I was done, I showered. And then manicure, pedicure time. And we had a good time with that. They wrap your legs and your arms in this weird honey stuff. And it's all cool and tingly. Um, they There's a sugar- lot of wrapping going on. <laughs> yes. right. And aluminum foil again. Really? They foiled them? Uh-huh. Wow. And they also sugar scrubbed us again on our legs. So how far? Like, up <laughs> my to your calves knee? feel great. Well, except for the hair. <laughs> oh, they didn't do the shave? No. You didn't get that far? So manicures and pedicures, you know, massaging your hands and your feet and painting them all up. Which, my manicure, it still it's, looks good. It's pretty. It looks good. And it's been almost a week. Wow. And I have never had a manicure last that long at all. Those are your real nails? Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Yes, I grow my own. Thank you very much. So would you do it again? Most definitely. And they let us pick one of our colors that they used on our nails or toes, and we got to keep it for free. Now, you said you wouldn't want to do that whole package again. Thank God. I would, you would want, want to just... do... <laughs> okay, wait. It's a they gave message. you the nail polish for free? Yeah. The used Okay, the I heard polish. what Corey said before. No, we'll see. You, know you bought I... the nail polish. No, but they'll give yeah, you the right. bottle they used. Right. So I, they said, or you can pick a color up front. And I said, I'm going to pick a color from up front. And I just picked my color, but it was a brand new bottle. It had not That's been smart. used before. That's smart. Yeah, I was thinking, using my noodle. Using <laughs> <laughs> her noodle. Freshly scrubbed noodle. I would go back and I would have just the sugar scrub and facial. I, I have a girl who does my pedicures that I love. So The sugar scrub is $125 for 50 minutes. Speaking as someone who's not a spa person. I'm not either. The idea of someone doing that to me just completely is not in my realm of comfort at all. I don't like my shoulders massaged. It's just yeah, not. I don't either. But for that much money, they should rotate your tires while you're in. <laughs> I'm not patient enough for massages and all that. But you could of. use one. Probably so. I would need my iPhone and my iPad no. down there. You could use one. <laughs> you're the dude in the lobby while she was there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, you said there was a little girl there for a little... Um... Right as we were leaving, a mom and her daughter came in, and only the daughter was in the robe, her little tiny robe. She looked about six years old to me. And they called her in for a facial. I was thinking, oh, my. I'm like, oh, I still she doesn't stuff. have any skin problems. <laughs> they do have a package called My First Spa Experience. It's for ages 4 to 12. It's a two-hour thing, and it's $185. It was super mm. busy that day. I mean, people were all over that place. What day of the week was it? A Wednesday. Wow. Spa day. But they did tell me, so a note for everyone, if you're here during marathons, any of the marathons that happen here at Walt Disney World, the sugar scrubs... For some reason, the marathon runners, they book those up like crazy. Hmm. Interesting. That is interesting. It's a really busy Wrap time Wrap with for foil. Them. We'll just go over there with the foil. And Maybe <laughs> make some faster. We'll they exfoliate. It's like their version of a Speedo. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. Thank you. We appreciate it. Sounds like you guys had fun. We did. Very good. All right. Let's move on. Let's do our, we're going to finish up our Christmas in July series that we've been doing all month. And 
um, we're going to start out with just a real quick overview of what we talked about. And since our last show, we have some specifics of dates and pricing and things that we didn't have uh, last time. So we're going to go through those. And then we're going to read some of your emails and listen to your voicemails and see if we can't answer your questions about Christmas in July. Um, Kathy, why don't you go through the list and let's get some uh, specifics down for some of the okay, um, we have Mickey's, Christmas activities. Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. That is November 8, 11, 12, 16, 18, 19, 23, and the 30th. And then in December, it's the 2nd, the 3rd, the 5th, the 7th, the 9th, the 10th, the 12th, the 14th, the 16th, the 17th, and the 19th. And they start at 7 p.m. And day of party pricing is fifty nine ninety five, and that includes tax. And children is fifty three ninety five. Now I have yet to do that. Is it worth it? Guys, send an email in and ask that question. Really? Well, <laughs> and ask how you can make it special while you're there. Well, I just, I mean, I've, I've not done that. Really? Uh-uh. I thought we did that, Les. We did I the Halloween. Get, we did the Halloween well, we together. We did Christmas together? In my opinion, it's not as good as Halloween, but I think it's still a fun party. Okay. I think the trick-or-treating adds to the Halloween party yeah. and the costumes, but otherwise it's it's very similar Is other it? than okay. they change yep. the holiday and again we talk about the fact that um, if you don't go to the park during the day you can get in the park a little bit early and you can your, get in as early as four o'clock right, and use your Christmas party ticket so you kind of got a day at the park for 59.95 okay and at night you've got Less people in the park and a little more access to more rides and things like that. And the that. Christmas parade is spectacular. Yeah. And they only do it during the per- during that party? They only do it during the party except on Christmas Day. Okay. It's actually done in the park. I believe it's in the park Christmas week. Yeah. After the parties are over, then that becomes like the afternoon parade at Magic Kingdom. It's the Christmas party parade. Okay. And the Christmas are the um, Castle Dreamlights take place from november the 8th through january the 3rd 2011 um and i know a lot of people ask about that and that happens like before the park closes it's usually like at sunset usually it's six or six thirty. but if you're not there for the party you can still see them light up the castle that's spectacular yes, it really is. yes. and as long as you're going to be in the magic kingdom mm-hmm. i would add that to a list of must do's it's free as long as you're in the park right and at Hollywood Studios, we have the spect- Spectacle of Dancing Lights, and that takes place this year from November the 8th through January 3rd, 2011. So it's a lot earlier this year, so a lot more time to view the lights. And again, that's included with your park admission. Nothing extra to see those. And they make it snow. and That is cool. Yeah. Sell hot chocolate. and Hot well, chocolate's free. Not at Osborne. Oh. At the Christmas yeah. party. I was going to say, I paid for it last year. And it's <laughs> not really. Somebody made some money. <laughs> it's like, dang. Chocolate flavored warm water is basically it what is. it is. It was cold that night. And I then did like that. At Epcot, we have holidays around the world. That's from November the 26th to December the 30th. Um, within those days, we have, you know, all the, the different uh, Santa Clauses in the different countries and. Then you have the um, candlelight processional that starts November the 26th. Um, we don't have the full, complete list yet, um, 
And you can't book it yet. And you can't, yeah. You can't book the package yet. <laughs> that comes from someone who's been asked. <laughs> no. We're right, trying yeah. to do it on our own. No, I've, I've been trying to do it for several clients this week. Nope. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's still not, still not happening. Um, then at Animal Kingdom, we have Mickey's Jingle Jungle Parade. Now, this is something we didn't talk about. I don't remember we talked about this or not. Did, mm. It's cute. We went and saw it. Yeah. Never it's seen a cute it. parade. Starts November the 26th, and that runs through January the 3rd. Don't you remember Bob have a whole discussion about the yes. best place to see it and that you had to get in the shade, so if you wanted to take pictures, the sun wasn't in your camera lens, and you got better pictures by sitting in the shade, and you had to get in the shade like three hours early? Don't you remember this conversation? <laughs> That's just so he could take a nap before the parade started. <laughs> that sounds like every conversation we had about parades and pictures. It's nothing different to me. I like watching done by Harambe. I don't know if anybody else, you know, like for any of their parades. Yeah. Because it sort of like starts there and then you can. That's just the couple times I've been over there. That's where I'm using. See, I never plan on watching the parade. We're just there and the parade parade starts. starts. Oh, (laughs) guess I'll stop. Is this a parade you think you should go specifically to see? I think it's it's worth seeing, you know. And isn't uh, who's goofy is Santa Claus? Mm -hmm. Just like Santa Claus. That's cool. And there's um, Santa Goofy's Holiday Village in Animal Kingdom that's decorated up, and it's a place to get photo ops with the character. At Downtown Disney, you have Festival of the Seasons. That runs from November the 19th through December the 24th. Um, Santa Claus will be there for pictures. Um, They have bands playing. They've got a little bit of everything. They've got all kind of shops. It's still basically a, a shopping experience with a little bit of atmosphere. Basically something to do in every park, mm-hmm. in every location. All right, let's answer some emails. Who'd like to go first? I will. This is from Debbie Ortiz. She's from Port Jefferson, Long Island, and she is Team Disney on the boards. Um, she's really enjoying the Christmas in July segments. And a visit to Walt Disney World during Christmas is, a, is high on her list of must-dos. In our last podcast, we asked listeners to send in their tips of things that they would do while spending the holidays at Disney. Although she has not made it there for Christmas, she's going to share um, some of what her and her fellow Disney Unplug listeners how they bring the magic of Disney to their homes. A couple of years ago, we began some new family traditions when Santa brought us the working monorail playset to place under our tree. It's so much cooler than a train set, and we know we now have a bit of Disney right in our own home. How cool. Our boys, ages 6 and 10, still love it and look forward to it. But the magic doesn't stop there. Our Christmas morning breakfast menu also has been Disney-fied. <laughs> our new traditional Christmas morning breakfast is Tonga Toast. A few years back, we purchased a Disney menu recipe book, and it included the recipe for Tonga Toast. And let me tell you, this little bit of Disney sure brings big smiles to our faces. To keep these traditions special, we only bring the monorail out at Christmas, and Tonga Toast is only made and served this one morning every year in our house. That's cool. That's because she would need insulin if she had it other morning. (laughs) (laughs) And these small touches make Christmas very magical for us, and for now, helps us to pacify us until we can make the real Christmas visit to Walt Disney World one of these years just wanted to share my tip on how to enjoy disney at christmas when you can't really be at disney oh she attached photos in her email of the toast and the monorail i saw the kid eating the the toast yeah it was cute uh we have a monorail anybody else have a monorail i just have a little monorail that's about that big that we put on the tree i thought it was fascinating um 
around Christmas last time on the boards, they were posting pictures of their Christmas trees and how everybody had made it all Disney themed. Oh, those are Disney fine. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, yeah. It's just we have amazing. A, we have a bunch of Disney ornaments, but it's not entirely that. Okay. Our big nod to Disney is that Tinkerbell is our tree topper. Mm. Wow. We I have, was just blown away by it. I'm like, oh my god! We have Disney ornaments, but it's not a Disney tree. Yeah. Right, ours too. We try and pick up an ornament wherever we go, pretty much. I love my cruise line ornament. <laughs> you were talking about Murano glass. Uh, we actually were in Murano, and we bought an ornament, and that's always fun to take out every year. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Julie. Who else has an email they want to read? I do. This comes from Tommy D. in Florence, South Carolina. I enjoyed your Christmas in July show. Just wondering if any of you know if the lights of winter will be returning to Epcot this holiday season. Oh, man, you are asking for trouble. I understand Disney Just ask has, Kathy. I understand <laughs> that Disney has numerous complaints after it was discontinued last year. Look forward to hearing any news you have on this at the next podcast show. What do you think about that, Kathy? <laughs> I think I, I was over at Epcot yesterday. I think that's terrible. I, I just don't understand how they couldn't have come up with something. I know they said that the technology is obsolete. I have lights that I can put out in my yard that I can, you know, get them to chase. Why can't they do that at Epcot? You know? For those who don't know, the lights of winter are arches that they put uh, as you went, made your way into World I Showcase. I saw it one t- year before last. was the last year, right? And that's the first year yeah. I saw it. And they I danced to the, li- the lights, danced to the music. And they used to go. They also um, stopped changing. Remember when they used to be They used to be all white? Mm-hmm. And then the white would go off and they would be multicolored lights? Mm-hmm. It's surprising that something that would be as walk-by as that, meaning that's not, that's not something you would go just to say, has caused such... But it was such an entrance. Upset. Right, you know, exactly. Was, we liked like, it. Yeah. You know, I said, I can't tell you how many times I went over to see it over the years. And between that and the tree lighting ceremony, to me, that was pure Disney. I got a tear in my eye every time they had the, the cast members from all the countries come up and do it. And then, you know, the archway would light up. So they're and, not going to do it this year? No. Yeah, so the answer is we, probably not. No, the pieces are laying in a pile. Well, let's get them. Let's put them together. You know, I mean, really, come on. Put them over your driveway. (laughs) My driveway's not that long. I mean, they're Disney. They have a a company that that does lighting. You mean to tell me that they can't say, Disney can't call somebody up and say, get us some lights to... It just... And doesn't Siemens make light bulbs? And they're the ones Mm -hmm. who sponsor illumination. And, I mean, Mm -hmm. they can probably fix those arches, Disney. You know, just put something They can do away with that giant globe and give the arches back. I'm sorry. I'm not a fan of the Illuminations globe. I love the fireworks, but it takes like 25 minutes for that globe to get where it's going. <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking yeah. about. I thought she meant Spaceship Earth. I thought she meant Illuminations in general. I'm no, like, that's the best. Like but there's the a lady who watches her soap. It used to be one of the facts for that was she watches her soap operas in the globe as she drives it. That was oh. like one of those trivia little things because somebody has to drive it out. So while that's going on, what? she's like she's sitting there she's, watching Days yeah. of Our Lives. Shouldn't she be looking where she's going? Well, after Shouldn't she gets she where she's the world going. Turns? <laughs> I can't watch that. Um, is Illuminations right without thinking of Corey? Because last year we were over there, and I'm just kept I'm messing with. Wa- he kept messing. He'd come up beside me. Don't you just love wishes? I'm thinking. <laughs> okay, I'm new, but I don't think this is. Shit. <laughs> All right, so let's hose Kathy down and move on to our next <laughs> email. Really? Give her some Ritalin. 
I have one from Sarah McWhorter from Burlington, Ontario. Uh, on the show, on the 21st, Kevin mentioned how his mother purchases Christmas cards that are from Give Kids the World. For those of us who don't live in the Orlando area, are these available to be ordered? Sarah, I went on the website, and if you go to GiveKidsTheWorld.com or GKTW.com, they have dot a... com or dot org? I think it's org. Dot org. That's what I meant. <laughs> uh, they have a store. The cards are not in there yet. I looked, but that's where we used to get them from. We didn't go to Give Kids the World and purchase the cards. We would purchase them online. <laughs> Just looking at your glasses. He switched glasses, didn't he? Yes. That's cool. He has different glasses for All different right. questions. Well, I have different question- glasses for different distances. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's play a voicemail. Happy Christmas in July, podcast team. This is Tracy, T.L. Coke on the boards. I have two questions in regards to December touring and Christmas at the World. I have an extended trip planned this year centered around the podcast cruise, and my only previous experience at Walt Disney World in the holidays is last year during Disapalooza. My first question has to do with the Christmas parade taping in the Magic Kingdom. How many days during the first week of December are generally affected by the parade taping schedule? And how does this taping schedule affect general entry into the Magic Kingdom on those days? And how much of a day is affected by the taping schedule? My second question has to do with the holiday decorations of the campsites at Fort Wilderness. What is the best way to view the decorated campsites? How much do you see on the sleigh ride? Would it be better to rent a golf cart for an evening? Or just ride the internal bus system? Or just walk around on your own around the resort. Merry Christmas in July, and I can't wait to see everybody on the podcast cruise in 145 days. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, Kathy, you seem to be our resident expert on the uh, taping of the parade. Usually it's a, a Friday and a Saturday, and if they need it, Sunday. Um, they, I think last time it was a little closer to parade taping that you could get a special ticket that gets you in. But a lot of people think that you just have to have the ticket to get in. You can, you can get in to Magic Kingdom when the park opens to see the parade taping. So it's not like you have to have a special ticket. Now, if you want to get there before the park opens when they start a lot of the taping, you would have to have the special ticket. But usually last year was like an exception to the thing because it rained. So they had to go into Sunday for parade taping. But usually Friday and Saturday, they finish up maybe 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, this past year, they went Sunday. They had to do it Sunday. Uh, the only part that really is ever congested is the part from like as you enter the park up to the castle. Once you get past that, the park's pretty wide open. If you want to stand there and watch them tape the parade, you're more than welcome to do that. Be part of the crowd scene. You know, a lot of people on the Diz seem to think that, you know, again, all, only those people that have been invited. But the crowd, uh, Billy Flanagan, who's the MC, is always asking people to come join in. So if you had big plans to do something on Main Street, then, you know, your plans are going to be disrupted. And they have cast members on the sidewalks. They have, you know, like part of the sidewalk is still available for you to walk down. And if it's really crowded, 
they route you through the stores. I was going to say, I mean, you can get to your destination. Mm-hmm. It's packed, but you can go through the stores and sort of yeah, maneuver Or you could even through. take the train as you first come in and escape all oh, of that's that. That's a good idea. It doesn't really affect the crowd levels in the park either. No. A lot of the people that go for that. Just go for that. Go for that. You'll see people dressed up in matching Christmas sweaters. Mm-hmm. It'll be 85 degrees, and they'll have on matching Christmas sweaters. So a lot of people go into the park specifically for that parade taping. If you're considering doing the parade taping, please understand that this is really a bit of a commitment. This taping can go on most of the day. And they really ask you not to move around a lot. And it's not like they run the parade straight through and you see a 45-minute parade. They'll run a section of it, and if it didn't tape exactly right, they'll back that section up and run it again. If there's any kind of technical delay, you still have to stand there and wait. It's really a commitment to be part of that parade taping. You have to be dedicated. And they do have, like, shifts that you can sign up for. And they place you. So it's not like you say, I want to be in this particular spot. Really? When you come in, they put you where they want. And then they also have, like, groups and stuff that they may come over. and. What are they basing it on? What the way you look? Yeah. Yeah, that's the what way I'm you're dressed. And what, yeah. where, you stand behind this pole. And growling. where they're, like, taping. Because they, they tape down by the hub as you come in. And so they want a bunch of people there. But as the day goes on and they start to do the parade down the street, then they'll start to line the people more up. Watch the closely street. the same persons and every. Yeah, room. yeah. Sometimes that happens. And they take all the, depending on the entertainment, they take all the people that would like that kind of entertainment, like the, what was it, Jonas Brothers one year or something? Right, last year was Jonas Brothers. They take Brothers. all the young people down front to jump and scream. Yeah, they, they get like school groups that come in just for that and have them you know they strategically place them so don't think you're going to be able to stand someplace and as far as like seeing the parade you could be there all day and maybe only see two floats go by because they tape and tape and tape you know and and they have you and practice your clapping and your standing because they want they want enthusiasm it's it's sort of fun to see I should practice because sometimes I miss and I <laughs> clap all, all the way. Ferris can give you lessons. Can he? Yep. Ferris is But good. last year, like, they had <laughs> Yanni up on the stage at um, the castle. And Yanni? Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be yawning in the audience. That's but we all had to wait, like, 45 minutes, something like that. while For the, Yanni? While the piano tuner tuned his piano oh, so that oh. it was... Just right. Mm-hmm. I think people know? think this is, I'm going to go, I'm going to see the parade, it's going to be cool, I'm going to be on TV. It's not. I'm still devastated that it's not Christmas morning. I'm watching, you know, you watch it on TV and I'm... Well, okay, pretend that you didn't hear all that. Just really? So let's talk about the, the piece about Fort Wilderness. I know you guys did that last time, Teresa. Where you the sleigh ride, you do see a lot of the decorations. You go through several of the actual campgrounds in the sleigh. Um, and then we got off and we walked a few of them. And you get a, a good variety that way. You could rent a golf cart. You don't necessarily need to. It's I don't rather think. expensive. Yeah. So are these some of these displays, are they walk-through displays? Would you go into someone's campsite? Or are you just walking past it? Like I would walk past it. A couple of them have, like, big jumbo jumbo uh, s- screens. Oh. And they're, they're playing Disney movies, Disney Christmas movies, next to their campground. And they've got Someone little seats really set up, and you can go up there and sit down and watch a movie right next to their camper if you want to, which I think is kind of odd. But um, 
<laughs> yeah. One of them had a moonshine. One yeah. of them had a whole. They brought a bathtub, and it was part of a display. And I don't know sure what that had to do with Christmas, but it had like a, a Minnie Mouse in the bubbles, and all the other little characters were standing around watching her take a bath. It was, okay. it was bizarre. <laughs> that does not sound like Christmas. <laughs> but it had Christmas, it had Christmas lights going it was, around. It was but, triple Xmas. <laughs> if anybody there offers you Mike Mike's hard lemonade, you really run. You keep going. Run, run, run. But you can walk. You do see a lot in the sleigh ride, which I do recommend doing that. And I'm going to take our kids on that. It's fun. It's fun. The the uh, the ride we went on, they had music piped in in the Christmas. Maybe you music get one of them too. spa people on there, and they could sugar scrub you while you're, <laughs> while you're in the sleigh, or salt, and then the horse can lick it off. Crap! <laughs> 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 All right, you look at the bathtub display. Really, but the decorations. Christmas to me. The decorations. Um, down around the main area, down by uh, Trails Inn and all, are just beautiful too. Mm-hmm. So, excellent. It's definitely worth it. All right, let's do another uh, email. Okay, I have one. This is from Scott Sanders. You guys said that an ADR will not get you into a park if it closes. What about ADRs that are prepaid? You're out of luck. Seriously? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you so leave- wait a minute, go back. So if you've got an ADR, you've prepaid. And you're not in the park, and the park closes because of capacity, and you can't get in. You, you lose are, your money. Yep. You have oh not my sh- god! You can't get a refund. You've not shown up for your ADR. Yeah, but I'm sure if you went to guest relations, right. they they would do something. But having it—that's illegal. But having an, a prepaid, <laughs> Disney illegal. <laughs> having a prepaid or an unpaid ADR will not get you in. If it's closed to capacity, it's closed to capacity. So, I'm going to jump right well, on can top. Can you stand there and wait for people to leave? And yeah, you yeah. can do that. Well, let's, he came before, out. You have, before you do yours, Kevin, one of the things is um, usually the park closes for capacity at a time. Magic Kingdom will close in the morning, but then as people go in and out, it opens back up again. Right. So don't get all concerned that, oh, I can't get in if I don't get in by 11 o'clock. There's a possibility of getting back in. Also, unless it's really, really, really a special occasion, Magic Kingdom is usually the only park that closes. I was just going to jump in with mine. Brittany Karpovich from Marlton, New Jersey says, um, my question pertains to New Year's Eve at Epcot. I know this is a long way away, but I have been getting different answers on the boards. I have an ADR for 835 at the Coral Reef on New Year's Eve. If I don't plan on staying the whole day at Epcot and arrive around 8 for my ADR and the park is filled, will I be turned away? Do I have to go to Epcot at 8 a.m. that morning and stay the whole day just to make sure I eat dinner? Any help would be great, even if it's not on the show. Thanks for all you do, Brittany. Well, Brittany, it is on the show. And as John just said, it is very, very rare for Epcot to close or to fill to capacity. I think the only time I've ever heard of Epcot filling to capacity was for the Millennium Celebration. And people got there camped out in the morning to make sure they got in. But it would be very rare for Epcot for you to be turned away from Epcot. So, but... On the outside chance that this New Year's Eve is wildly different from the, the last couple, uh, and it is, does fill, you would have if it's filled to capacity, you will be turned away. Again, that's very very rare, but that's how it would work. And if you're driving, Epcot's the parking lot that, like Magic Kingdom uses and Hollywood Studios use, that when their lots get full, they park them over at Epcot and then run a shuttle. So if you're driving, don't expect to just pull right into a parking spot at Epcot. You might need a little extra time to find a spot. So, Also, getting to the park at 8, 8 o'clock for an 835 reservation, 
Again, I'm assuming you're in the turnstiles at 8 o'clock. It's still a walk to the mm-hmm. coral reef. So yeah. I would leave a little bit of extra time, including parking and getting into the park and going through security. You're talking about a very busy time at, on top of everything. So you're going to have lines at security. You're going to have lines at the turnstiles. So just allow yourself a lot of extra time. 35 minutes will not be enough. All right, we had to take a quick break right there. Teresa had to leave. Um, apparently more echoes are coming in from somewhere. I don't know <laughs> how many echoes are our total, but we're flying in today. So uh, in case you don't hear Teresa talking in the rest of the show, that's why she had to step out. We gagged her. Really? <laughs> Stop talking. We're going to play one more. We're going to play another voicemail. Hi, podcast team. This is Todd Bro from Lafayette, Louisiana, Cajun WDW fan on the boards. I just finished listening to the latest podcast, and you guys were talking about Christmas in July and the Candlelight Processional. And I just wanted to let y'all know about a past experience we had with the Candlelight Processional. We did it in 2005, December 2005, and just recently, December of 2009. Just recently in 2009, we had the Tier 3 Candlelight Processional package, and we ended up eating at Tutto Italia, and we had the 8.15 p.m. showing. So we had our dinner before the show. And uh, contrary to maybe what one of the podcast members said, um, you can choose anything on your menu. We weren't limited to any certain menu. We had our choice of appetizer, our choice of entree, and our choice of dessert. And the food was very good. Um, Also, as of last year, you were uh, assigned preferred viewing of illuminations. And uh, we ended up having our preferred viewing location between Future World and World Showcase. So as soon as the candlelight processional was ended, it only gave us maybe approximately 15 minutes to literally run around the lagoon to get to our location. We got to our location right in time, uh, right as the fire guards were starting. Uh, normally it takes, you know, an average person 20 to 30 minutes to walk around World Showcase. We were actually jogging, almost running around the World Showcase to get to our location. So that was the only downfall of the package, or maybe just that time, because... The, by the time the show ended, it was time for the illuminations at 9.30. So uh, that was it. That was just my comments. Uh, we would definitely recommend doing the package again. And next time we go back for the Christmas holidays, we will do it. Uh, keep up the good work. Thank you. Thank you, Todd. Um, I do remember we mentioned that last time. That, that was me. I thought we had like a limited menu. We did get to choose... Within that little limited menu. And where did you eat? Rose and Crown. But it was a tier two. So maybe it depends on the restaurant yeah. you go to. Or maybe it's changed since he's been there. But um, And as far as the viewing location, I don't think we had a choice. We were told to go to Future World. Well, that's what he said his was. Assigned. But he said he had, I thought he said there was a choice between Future World and World Showcase. I think he said that's where it was. It was located between. Oh, okay was in that area. Yeah, it's between the two towers, you know, where they usually have, like, a dessert party or something. Dinner and a jog. Doesn't sound really? fun. <laughs> well, I think if you're trying to get everything in and you want to make sure you have a spot for illuminations, it's probably worth it, but I think you can see illuminations from anywhere. I think illuminations is one of those fireworks that you can come in almost at the last minute and find some place to watch them from. Unless you want to sit. But right. not necessary. Great. All right. Well, thanks, Todd, for sending that in. Who has another email they want to read? I do. This is from John Shar. 
I just listened to the podcast where you were discussing how you don't think there is anyone who does not enjoy Christmas time in the parks. I'll admit to being the Scrooge here, but I and the majority of my family and friends do not. Now to be forthcoming, I'm an Orthodox Jew who actually loves the whole Christmas thing. I love the lights, the music, almost all of it. But to be honest, I prefer my Disney to be non-denominational. I don't get to go as often as I would like, and when I'm there, I do not want to hear Christmas music. I don't want to hear, I mean, I want to hear Disney music. <laughs> I don't want to see the trees or even the menorah on Main Street. To me, Disney has always represented a kind of global unity and the Christmas aspect turns me off to the point where I have turned down trips to the world that would have taken place during the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party time frame. Oddly enough, I can't get enough of the Halloween themes and I love Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. I think it's incredible, but I don't really view Halloween as a religious holiday. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> anyway, just thought I would let you know our dirty little secret. Love the show. I'm a big fan of the host. Well, all of you, really. So, thank you for sharing, John. Doesn't like Christmas, and he likes Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Understandable. I can totally well, see Well, he says he does like Christmas. Right, he just right, doesn't right. want it to Christmas be... Yeah. I can see where he's coming from. If you can't, uh, totally. If you can't travel when you want to travel, and you can hear that point of time, and you want it to be pure Disney, it's not going to be that. It's going to no. be tainted with other stuff. I don't like when they play the, the Christmas music. During the holidays, I like the music that's already in the parks, and even like when they uh, change the music for like um, the flower festival in the springtime, they change that music. I don't like that either. I like the music that's playing the rest of the year. So, this falls under you can't please all the people yep. all the time. No, just Kathy and John. Yeah, really. <laughs> please the rest of us. Now it's been a while since I went on the Disney cruise around Christmas time. Is it is Christmas really in your face on the cruise also? Like for people that are going to be on the podcast cruise. Oh, I love Christmas. Should they expect to see Christmas? I, I love Christmas, but I just want to know. They have the, the tree, and, and nothing beats going out on the Castaway Key when they have, like, it looks like it's snowing when you're getting off the boat. Is there a Santa? No, I don't think there is. I thought maybe on Castaway Key they might. Santa visits the, uh, the Disney cruise on Christmas. Right. Just oh, before yeah. Christmas. But it's just, I, to me, I think it's like understated but maybe somebody thinks that's overstated but i just it was cute how they did christmas with like a tropical theme Mm. on the island i don't think it's really in your face on the cruise ship no i think it's very subtle i'm trying to remember i do think they play christmas music in the halls though they do deck the halls and one of our favorites is watching the christmas tree in the lobby sway as you hit those (laughs) 14 foot seas Mm -hmm. i'm not prone to seasickness and the first cruise i ever went on was a Thanksgiving cruise with John. And in the main restaurant, I don't remember if it was Triton's or Ariel, or Triton's or um, Lumiere's. Lumiere's. But right next to the stairs, they had two thin silver Christmas trees. And I was sitting facing them. And the tops of the trees swayed <laughs> during my entire dinner. And I literally got, I was getting sick from it. And John kept saying to me, stop looking at the trees. Don't look at the trees. When I'm sitting in the Walt Disney Theater, and there's rough seas. The swaying of the red velvet curtains can get to me also. Well, huh. I say pick a fix. Something that doesn't sway. Right. Yeah. Right. I couldn't get it out. All right. Thank you. Who read that? Um, that was mine. Okay. Thank right. you, Julie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she had to think about it, too. Yeah, but we went on to cruise, so I was thinking. Um... <laughs> answer something else. Um, and we have one. More. Let's let, let's do one more email, and we'll play our last voicemail. So I have one. 
This is from Keith Chandler. Hello, I have a question about the Osborne lights. When are the lights turned on? At a specific time, or does the time change with sundown? Also, do they stay on until park closing? Thank you for the information. Love the podcast. Um, I want to say sundown. It's usually like around 6. Um, it'll be in the Times Guide. It'll, you know, when you check into your resort, they'll give you a little list of what's going on while you're there. It'll be... For the amount of time that the, the Osborne lights are up or are being turned on, sundown doesn't change all that drastically. Yeah. It's not the difference between summer and winter. It's only about, what, six weeks? So they would come on the same time every night, I believe. Check the Times Guide. They'll tell you when, it's, when they're going to be turned on. Now, they used to do uh, a big production every night. They still do. They, they do that? Because mm-hmm. I thought they stopped doing it for a while. No. They, you mean where they flick the switch? Right. Yeah. They talk no, about they the story still- and they say we're going to turn the switch and turn all the lights on. Yeah, no, they still do that. So you don't have to be there right when they turn on? I would recommend not being there unless you, you really want to see them. You know, it's some family or whatever. Because that's usually like one of the biggest crowds is right when it opens. If you wait half an hour, 45 minutes, then it, you know. It's also better when it's really dark. Yeah. Agreed. And they stay on until actually after the park closes. Because mm-hmm. usually there's people straggling out and staying longer back there. So you don't have to worry about them. Okay, now the lights are turning off. Get out of the park. Yeah. They do flip them at last call, though. Do they? <laughs> 2 a.m.? And as I mentioned before, when you hear the – because it's noisy while it's going on because it's snowing. When it gets quiet, they've turned off the machines. That's when you know the lights are going to dance because people are always going, oh, you know, like they're caught by surprise. But you can always tell when they're going to – those snow machines are noisy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Great. Thank you, Kathy. And let's play our last voicemail. Hi, podcast team. Love the Christmas in July theme, and I thought I'd add our experience from last January. We drove down from Massachusetts on New Year's Day. Easy drive with nobody on the roads. Second day, we spent downtown in the second happiest place on earth for my kids, the Lego store. The rest of the week, we were in the parks, and the crowds decreased significantly every day. What was really neat was watching the desantification process. We got our dose of holiday music and poinsettias for sure, but we were also able to point out the overnight changes to the kids. Huge flower beds and Christmas trees disappeared. Mickey in front of the Magic Kingdom went from poinsettias to annuals overnight. I also know that we actually witnessed the final removal of the lights of winter at Epcot. That took a couple of nights to finish. We all know that the crews are out there working all night, but here was visible evidence of that process. Truly amazing. You also mentioned that the castle lights on the previous show. We got to watch those from the Astro Orbiter, which was really cool for my first experience on that ride. Finally, if you want to talk about attention to detail, the model railroad in Germany at Epcot is adorable. One of my boys' favorites. So if you want to enjoy the park decorations with less crowds and gradually wind down from the holiday season while you're at it, the first week in January was wonderful. Thank you for all you do. Mia from Massachusetts or Disney on boards. I agree. Just after the holidays, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It seems like the crowds, it's like the parting of the seas. They just go home. <laughs> it is amazing year, to see the overnight changes. They do everything fast. Yeah. And this year was when it was really cold, mm-hmm. too. So they sort of delayed some of that stuff. So if you were here a little bit later, you got to see the lights and stuff. Now, it pretty up. much says everything we've read says January 3rd is the end. Mm-hmm. So We were there on Ferris's birthday, January 5th. Do you remember seeing any Christmas stuff left? No. I don't think I do either. I was concentrating on him. (laughs) And staying warm. 
Excellent. All right, Nia, thank you very much for sending in your voicemail. That's going to do it for Christmas in July for us. We hope you guys got a lot of information out of it. We hope we answered your questions. Um, we're going to end the show. But before we end, I uh, just got an email from Pete. He wants me to mention on the show that Imagineering is denying the rumor that the fantasy, that the fantasy land expansion is being scaled back. They're scaling back the planned size of Pixie Hollow. So I guess he confirmed mm-hmm. that while he's out there. That, Breaking news. That just in. <laughs> right from Imagineering. They're not in Imagineering today, are they? Apparently they are. Maybe they are. I lost track of time. All right. Thank you, Corey. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And thank you guys for participating in this week's show. Um, we'll be back next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. <laughs>